The views expressed within this episode exist almost exclusively among the enamel decaying, explicit vocabulary encasing cranial cavity that's post preoccupied with engaging in purposeful discourse. The ear stabbing ignorance here wasn't intended as an attempt to elicit erotic sensation at all. It was almost equally certainly not an endorsement or edification praising a demented young man's erratic actions. To err on the side of caution in case impressionable ears happen to trip and fall into the safe sound space presented, I ingratiate to you my prostrate form. Humbly, allegedly, before the followers of evil fiends and the evilness that befriends their ilk, I ask everyone only to ingest the entirety of this earthly errand boy's schizophrenic epic before emailing us, enraged about the nega sensitivity we carelessly allow to lazily escape our immaculately manicured beard mantles. Understand that finding this dude was like finding the Sega Genesis under the holiday Douglas fir, fully featuring the embarrassing forever on film freakout that followed. A specific crazy that is this shockingly crazy? almost feels fugue state adjacent. This motherfucker wore a black sombrero and spoke with a fake Mexican accent. Just because. I feel the hot wind on my shoulder And the touch of the world when it's older I dial it in and check the number I leave it on in a bit of slumber I hear the rhythms of the music I bump the frog and never use it I hear the talking of the DJ What is it? Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. What the hell that's, is that? That's my new... Oh, wait, what's going on? What's happening? What is that, your new catchphrase? Yeah. That's, I mean, not, my, not my catchphrase, but instead of being like, yo, what's up? I'm just going to walk in, into places and be like, what is it? <laughs> that's not going to sound robotic or alien in any way. What is it? That that makes it. How do you how do you so not answer better. that guy immediately? <laughs> what what is what is what? I would have to look around first and find out what he's exactly what he's uh, referring to. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I I don't I don't think it would be a shock to everyone that was asked what is it to learn that what it is is another episode of see no hear no speak no. Well, then his question was perfect, because who knows, who knows about the UFOs, the conspiracies, and the murders better than, um, I don't know, I don't know. I think, I think the Shadow knows. Some fucking weird we, we guy. Could, we could, we could try asking him, um, he's, he's a superhero from the 20s, so he's probably dead now, or possibly enfeeble. Um, I say it's worth a shot, though. Hey, right, go for it. Go for I it. say that all of our listeners out there in TV land, that's right, all of our listeners watch Nick at Night. <laughs> yeah. I say that you try your damnedest to get the shadow on the phone and then email us at see no, hear no, speak no pod at gmail.com or. Or. S N H N S N P O D at gmail.com. Hmm. 
motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's music to my ears, man. And let us know, you know, do like where where do we fit in in the in the time slot? Like, are we in between Mork and Mindy and Dick Van Dyke, or you know, are we somewhere? Man, the only the only place to be is following Mister Ed, if you know what I'm saying. Mm, no, no. Yeah, I need better. Yes. I, I need shoes that I don't mind stepping in stuff if I'm going to follow Mister Ed. Okay, well, so so uh, we we kill Herman Munster and we take his shoes. Order some fucking golf shoes, man! It's impossible to walk in this muck. Mm. It always is. It always is. Dinosaurs fucking everywhere in it. Ugh. <laughs> mm. so, so, how was your day, Christopher? Oh man, I could tell you, but mm, it might get me in trouble. I mean that's okay. We don't. Yeah, we don't have to tell anybody uh, what you've been up to, nefarious wise, and that's fine. That's fine. In the beautiful state of Washington, I've told myself that I will only speak about Chris's cross-country murder spree if it starts to affect me, and so far it has not. No, so, and and there's no reason that it should. Well, I mean, you did tell me that when you see me, you've got a little something for me, which is disconcerting. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's one of those awesome, just legendary, just perfect Chris hugs that I've heard so much about on the internet in the chat rooms where I post about it. Right. Well, you'd, you'd, you'd hope it's not phallic shaped, whatever it may be. Yeah, I and mean, everybody's always like, man, this is the young libertarian's fucking message board. Stop talking about some guy Chris and the awesome hugs he gives. And if we... <laughs> oh. I do give good hugs, though. I'm yeah, like, you man. motherfuckers sound like old libertarians. Boom! And then I, I drop the mic and I walk away. I don't know why I was holding the mic. They, Just deal with it. I was going to say, they use mics in online mm-hmm. chat boards? They do if one is up your bum. Which is not why I had one. I'm just saying you would if boom. So. Mm-hmm. so you said boom and went boom at the same time. Is that what I'm to understand here? Um, I believe that was the understanding for you to understand. Yes. Sweet. That sir is nasty. <clears throat> so, but isn't that what the internet's all about? Is it not? I believe so. Oh man, that's that's what I'm gathering from it. I believe that uh, Al Gore, when he sat down and said, you know what, I think I'll invent the internet, everybody around him was like, well, what's it going to be for, Al? And Al Gore was like, I'll tell you, if you'd shut up for a second. Because really, Al Gore in real life, I hear he is a dick. But he was like, I don't doubt that. I'm going to do this thing where it lets people be gross with each other. And everybody was like, applause, applause, applause. You're a genius. Please solve global warming next. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, I I think it's pretty safe to say that in, that at least 90% of the people that speak of themselves in third person are dicks. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and keep on believing that Al Gore is pretty cool. Anybody that can uh, be a guest on Futurama that many times can't be, can't be that bad, you know? <laughs> uh, well, mm. It's the same reason yeah, I love Satan now. We don't know what Matt Groening's connections are, though. I bet he's got some with Satan. I bet he does. Mm-hmm. 
I bet he does. He's all like, man, I'd like to get rich off of these weird rabbit cartoon drawings that I do. And Satan was like, all right, let's let's draw some jaundiced people. You'll be fucking rich and famous. (laughs) Some jaundiced people who have no distinct difference in their skin or their hair. Mm -mm. Wow, what a weird creature that would look like. I mean, Marge has blue hair. I guess Apu does. Yeah, Marge. Okay, but still. Shut up. How do you know what Marge's Apus look like? Gross. You've been on the internet, haven't you? Rule 34. That's my favorite numbered rule. Well, next to rule number one, which is shut up. (laughs) Exactly. And we shall observe that now as you tell us what the fuck this episode's about. This episode is about Herbert Mullen. Does that name ring a bell? Does it sound any bit familiar? To any of you. That's right. He was the guy that had that 80s hit about the fast car and the bikini. Remember? He was all like, fast car, bikini, I'm Herbert Mullen. Remember? It was good. Mullen. Like, it wasn't great, but it was good. It was good. It had too much of a beach boy feel to it for me. I'm I'm not a California guy like that. Yeah, but sometimes too much of a beach boy's feel is what people need, you know? Especially uh, when you're listening to the Beach Boys. When that shit came out, yeah, that was that that was that was the time. But nowadays, I don't want to hear that shit. Fast I swear to God, if Anthony Kiedis makes one more fucking song about California, well, how dare Anthony <sighs> Kiedis make songs about the state he's from that he loves that he used to live Jesus under a bridge in? Christ. Oh. You know, enough. He tells California that. That 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 she is his only friend, aside from needles and heroin. Yeah. And you know uh-huh. what? When a state comes through for you like like it did for Anthony Kiedis, I think, and this is just me thinking this, that you know you and that state, roll dogs for life, yo. Roll dogs for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. I heard like, you the third time. You know what? You take it up with fucking Anthony Kiedis, because I I don't I can't help you with this. <laughs> oh, I think I'm doing that right now. <clears throat> Anthony Kiedis, if Bring you're out it. there and you're listening to our show, Chris hates you, and I hate you, but I understand you a little, so it's okay. <laughs> fucking bring it. Mm. So, <sighs> and tell Flea I said what's up. It turns out that the Herbert Mullen I was just talking about is the wrong Herbert Mullen. It seems that nah. even though I did a bunch of research on a guy that, that wrote that one-hit wonder in the 80s, um, it seems like who I'm supposed to be talking about is actually Herbert Mullen that was born April 18th, 1947, which... Was he the panty sniffer? No. I mean, maybe he did. I don't, I'm don't. i not his dad. I don't know. Fuck. Oh, no. That was Jason Rambo. That's right. No, 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 I, no, I always no. get those mixed uh-uh. up. That is the thing I stay away from doing because it just seems intrusive and a little too much. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, when she's still wearing them. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, nasty. that's actually, I think, better. But we'll talk about that I later. I just love the the fresh scent of gain. I mean, that's all that is. <sighs> and who doesn't? You should wash your clothes in gain. You could smell it all the time without having to steal panties to do it, Chris. <sighs> So, uh, 
Anyway. The, the, day, the day in which he was born, April 18th, 1947, is one that would eventually hold a pretty great significance for him. Uh, but, uh, you know what? Fuck it. It was, well, the year 1906, April 18th, was the day that the Great San Francisco Earthquake happened. It was also the anniversary of Albert Einstein's death. And both is of these right? events... Yes, apparently, unless... Uh, web pages are lying to me because I didn't actually look up Albert Einstein's oh, death. No. I figured that was just a they throwaway line that, that uh, I could throw in and <clears throat> and hope was right without you constantly well, questioning everything. Websites never fudge anything. No. No, 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 no. Why would they? They would lose credibility, Chris. Come on, Fox News. Both of these events would eventually give uh, this guy a little bit of meaning to his life. As a as a little baby, as a little baby child type person who is just everything's so new and his eyes are so bright and he's like, "Whoa, what are titties, man?" Because he was already a hippie, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he I he think was, babies are born knowing what titties are, by the way. But continue. I mean, mine does. Uh, Mullen had been described as bright and gentle natured um, when he was five. They moved from a small farming community to big city San Francisco, where his father, Martin William Mullen, worked as a furniture salesman, which is like the squeakiest, cleanest thing you can do. So selling new furniture to people is like the best thing ever. Period. Mm. Period. Only if you're the sofa king. Oh, because Todd did for all of us. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I knew where you were going. <sighs> Shut up. So, Herb and his older sister attended uh, parochial? Parochial. Okay. Parochial school. Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, I forgot. But I think but, it's like a boarding school or some shit. I dig it. I mean, we can just like uh, I cut out the fact that I didn't know how to say it at first, and then that we didn't know what it was after. That works for me. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. By all accounts, the Mullins were a, a pretty well-adjusted and smart, educated, fucking book-learning type family. Um, Bill Mullen, who is his papa? No. No, it's not. That was Martin William Mullen. Son of a bitch. Yeah, baby, pappy. You know what? That was his papa. I guess he went by uh, Bill, because his middle name was William. So Bill Mullen had been a military hero in World War II, and, uh, you know, that... WW2 if you're nasty and he was considered eh, stern uh, kind of you know uh, controlling as far as fathers go but never outright abusive at all he was super proud of his service in the military and he would constantly tell uh, his son uh, war stories and even taught him how to use a gun which which in in the stories that we tell that's never something that comes back to bite someone on the butt you know Nah, teaching... Yeah, no. Something bit me. Um, Something bit him (laughs) right on the butt. It was a a bullet, remember? In Forrest Gump, when that happened? Mm -hmm, (laughs) And and everybody mm -hmm. laughed. I gotta pay. Do you really, or are you just just doing a thing with me? Nah, I'm just gumping it up with you. Oh, okay. Gumping it up with me. Oh my god. Can we start (laughs) a new podcast called Gumping It Up with Chris and Jason? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. That's I literally can only imagine what that's that was. Literally be about. Melissa's favorite movie ever is Forrest Gump. And I think really? I could finally get her to do to do some talking into a microphone <laughs> about gumping Gump it up, it up with, girl. with Jay, Chris, and Mel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gumping it up, baby. <laughs> Mel it's your favorite movie. Best, I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's trying to tell me it's not her favorite movie. She doesn't know what's what. Love you. She don't know nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, sometimes uh, his dad would would uh, playfully, you know, do a little boxing with his with his younger son in the kitchen before dinner because everybody knows that roasted chicken tastes better through a straw. Right. So did 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 the son? recognize this as a little playful boxing um Uh, herb would later interpret these matches as a deadly challenge by his sadistic father does that answer your question i think think it perfectly (laughs) answers your question i I think so and and you know to be honest i believe that's the answer i would expect (laughs) yeah because uh this whole time i'm imagining that this kid wants to show dad how how well he learned you know to use the gun it's like, no, I was scared for my life. Are you out of your fucking mind? I was just sitting down for dinner, and a guy walks up and punches me in the back of the head, and he's like, fight me. And I'm like, no, and he just keeps punching me. That's oh. some anime shit. I love uh, it. And I love it. If it were some anime shit, like, that would be a plot point that would then grow into something positive. Like, oh, you taught me how to defend myself. I love you, Dad. Instead of, ah, I'm going to go kill people, Dad. Um... So, this is according to <laughs> the adult Herb. Uh, his entire childhood was destroyed by a conspiracy led by his parents. He saw his parents as... Herb sounds like a fucking Herb, for real. <laughs> yeah, he saw his parents as, quote-unquote, <laughs> killjoy reincarnationalists. Oh. He, him think himself clever. <laughs> who believe that by spoiling the enjoyment of others, they improve their birth position in the next life. None of this sounds crazy at all to me, Chris. This all sounds like very, wow. very uh, researchable and provable fact that he has brought <clears throat> to, to the world, you know? Uh, if you want me to be honest, he sounds like the type of person that would have killed a lot more people if his vocabulary weren't so large. Yeah, if he didn't if he have didn't to have sit there a way and, and to... say a 12-fucking-syllable word, yeah, he could have killed more people. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he, if he couldn't verbally <laughs> express how he felt, he would he would have killed more. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he later would say that he believed his father threatened to kill anyone who would play with Herb, and even went door-to-door asking that everyone ignore his son. <laughs> that is... I th- you know what? I think that's a healthy rationaliz- rationalization for being the stinky kid. And they're like, why no yeah. one would want to play with you is, oh, no, my dad yeah. threatened to kill them all. It's not because my teeth were green and I had mushrooms in my armpits. This makes me wonder if any of those kids, you remember, like, you remember when, um, when this whole thing blew up on Facebook about, like, when, when the kids were bad or whatever, they would, like, strap a message to them and, like, make them stand on <clears throat> the corner and yes. some fucking crazy yes. shit. Like with a little yeah, sandwich wonder- board. Yeah. Yeah, which, I wonder which of these children are going to go on to murder people and or their own parents for that I'm, fucking I mean, I, stupid shit. I'm honestly uh, hoping for the sake of our show that every single one of them does. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
to, to Herb, even the the Holy Eucharist, the communion at church, was a diabolical thing. Uh, and I quote, When I was in the second grade, they told me that Jesus Christ, the person, actually lives in the Holy Eucharist. It's a lie uh-huh. designed to induce the naivete and gullibility in young children, thereby making them susceptible to receive and carry out telepathic subconscious suicide orders. Oh, well, he lost me on the suicide order part, but everything else is pretty much spot on. I mean, I mean, if this guy sounds crazy, then then dirt isn't delicious. I mean, let's just... I, I mean, mud pies, you know, come on. Think yeah. about it now. Yeah. Dirt hmm. meatballs. I mean... You never made those as a kid? No, come I mean, on. you're just making me really hungry, Chris, is what you're doing. Um, He's a CB mood. But... Uh, Everything that he's saying now is all uh, just basically schizophrenic hindsight, which is like 10,004 instead of 2020. Fucking Bananas Foster. Bananas Foster! At the time, fucking as a kid... I like this guy so far. Herb seemed pretty happy. Uh, When he was halfway through high school, they moved to Felton, which is a small town among the majestic Redwoods in Santa Cruz County. Ooh. Shithole. Uh-huh. Despite being uprooted, sure at a, <laughs> despite being uprooted at a pretty early age, he made quite a few friends in high school and was even envied as one of the popular crowd. He played varsity football. He had a steady girlfriend, and he was also voted quote unquote most likely to succeed which mm-hmm. he did end up succeeding at something picture hmm. me making that face that Kermit the Frog makes when he looks at the camera slowly and it squinches up yes oh yeah one of the other guys said something fucking retarded <laughs> hmm. god Kermit would make that face a lot on our show <laughs> yeah he would <laughs> Uh, I wish we could have Kermit as a guest on our show. Wouldn't that man, be great? Would be I don't, the best episode ever. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I'd be too nervous. <laughs> I'd be too nervous. Um, so after he graduated high school in 1965, he went on to uh, Cabrillo College and he studied engineering because up until now, super normal dude. You know, um, mm-hmm. he. He thought about yeah. maybe joining the army. You know, everything was going just really well for him. Uh, but then he thought about maybe murdering the Satan out of his parents. Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. I mean, knock, knock, knock. Who comes a, a knocking at life's door? But uh, paranoid schizophrenia. Satan, always. Yeah, which uh, you know tends to and absolutely did change everything because. <laughs> It's yeah. it's not a nice thing that happens to you when uh, you're both schizophrenic and paranoid, or paranoid and schizophrenic. One can be dealt with; both are a, a hard pill to swallow. Uh, especially mm. the the pills for paranoid schizophrenia I hear are notoriously large. Um, oh yeah, have you never seen one? I I totally, uh, yeah, I've I've I, I knew a guy. I knew a guy. He wasn't paranoid, though. He was. Yeah, yeah, they they were they were large. He was. Hmm. Yeah, he was straight up like clinically diagnosed homicidal schizophrenic. Well, and that's not what you want to hear. A trained martial artist at that. Even better. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, he wow. was the he was the type that that it it didn't happen like it if he didn't take his pills and stuff, it, it, it was a strong possibility that this man could literally blink his eyes and wake up, like, uh, not wake up, you know, like that, but... But, like, come to? Blink his eyes from from reality into a whole different fucking setup altogether. Like, everything changed. Everything completely different. He could <coughs> blink... Sitting on his couch playing a video game, blink his eyes, and he would see himself, let's say, in a fucking grocery store or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, wow. just a hundred percent fucking sensory flip. Just covered in blood shit is- and and rage tears. If what he sees is not something that he approves, <clears throat> yeah, could possibly be. <laughs> and and as we all know, that man's name is Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal. That's right. You don't fuck with the Aikido master. No, I wouldn't, personally. No. no, no, neither would I. He seems like a douche. Super douche. Yeah, well, for sure. And, you know, it, now uh, actually adding, like, police officer douchiness to mm. that other douchiness that he already had. And I mean, then Aikido, Aikido master? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not once mm-hmm. on that reality show about him being a cop does he ever use Aikido. So, you know, well, are we it's sure like, about that? He's all like, "Oh man, they fucking karate is the best," and then he's like using a gun. Whatever, dude, you wuss. <sighs> <laughs> his his sensei yeah. has got to be crying into his. I don't know toga. Is that that's what they wear? Togas. Um, his <clears throat> <laughs> e. So, the specific incident that would uh, stand out to Herb, at least, as his trigger to uh, his uh, budding uh, sensuality, which is uh, better yeah. known as paranoid schizophrenia, uh, would be the, the somewhat, I suppose, uh, tragic death of his best friend, Dean Richardson, which sounds like a name given to a Dean in uh, like an Animal House type movie. Uh, he'd be like Dean Richardson. Yeah, Dean Richardson. But, yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh, what's your name?" He'd be like Dean. They'd be like, no, what's your name? Not your title. And he'd be like, Dean. It's Dean Richardson. And he'd make like the I don't know hands, and there'd be a laugh track. And I hate myself. Um, you would call him Double Dean. Ooh, Double D R. Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, he was killed in a car accident this summer after high school graduation. We just joked a bit too much about his name for that to be the sentence that followed. Um, but he was, and uh, he did, and it happened. That's life. Get over it, people. Um, Indeed. Herb was uh, predictably devastated. I mean, his best friend had just uh, been killed in a car accident, um, which I like to call car oopsies. And he fell into a state of... Uh, Despair? Let's say despair. That, uh... Mm. I mean, when you start building shrines in your room to your your dead best friend, uh, where you would spend hours, hours and hours alone with your your shrines, your homemade shrines in your bedroom to your dead best friend, that's despair. It was despair. That that might be, yeah, that, that might be crossing the line, stepping well over the line of despair, for sure. Oh, he kicked that line in the I'll face. Give you that. Uh, he wondered. Wow. He he had wondered if Dean's death was some kind of like a, a cosmic sacrifice, 
and he became thoroughly obsessed with uh, this idea of reincarnation. And although he had been raised a Catholic, he began to just fucking just ravenously study Eastern religions, uh, just looking for any kind of answer to, you know, why whatever took his friend took his friend. You know, and, and that's kind of sad and it's you sweet. I was hoping you were going to say, like, like, poltergeist hunter. Or, or, like, you know, he tried to become a warlock to... That's right. He tried to become the world's first warlock ghost hunter television show host. And TV just wasn't ready for it yet, so he took this other road. Um, I mean, what what better combination would there be than a warlock and his dead ghost best friend fucking um, you know you know what you, you've sold me we'll we'll give you a season to prove yourself but you know if it doesn't pan out don't be mad when we drop you because it's your this is you this is all you you won't regret this Mr. Rambo you won't complete control now the first time I see a titty or a dick damn we'll give you another season that's <laughs> good I'm putting it away just, just throwing that out there. Um, so he he then <laughs> changed he then changes his uh, his major at college from engineering to philosophy, uh, and yeah. uh, after a few weeks of that, he just dropped out because man, whatever, man, fucking some dead guys telling me what to think, man. You know, <sighs> don't die, don't die. Is that what you're telling me, or are you just saying that in general? Uh, yeah, yeah, rhetorically in general. Oh, well, don't that's I know? Well, I mean, it it'd have been nicer if uh, maybe you had, you know, told me to not do it. But fucking dead guys always telling me what to do. Mm. You know, that's how I live my life, and uh, I decided not to anymore. So there, dead guys. Eat a dick. In the spring of 1966, Herb ran into a friend of Dean's at the beach. This friend's name was Jim Gynera. That's right. I probably said it correctly. Uh, Gynera (laughs) had given Herb some pot and told him about the anti-war movement, which makes me hate this guy. Um, Mullen had later said that Gynera spearheaded a movement to befuddle and confuse me. and that the pot that he had given him had damaged his brain. Uh, I quote, If Ganera had given me some uh, Benzedrine instead, I would have become an artist. Hmm. Wow. But who's to say that uh, he didn't become some kind of artist? Just mm. not not one that the police anyone... Reports? I mean, the police reports, finally. But probably. I mean, yeah. Um, you know... Um, that's just your idea, man. That's just like what you think, man. Yeah, it's all based on propaganda, and you know. That's right, man. It's okay. the it's the it's the big fat cat's propaganda machine, man. That's why I grow all my own food, man. I never wear shoes, man. And my girlfriend just she doesn't like shave her armpits, man, because like. I to- oh. I totally think that's actually like sexy and like it doesn't make me like totally want to throw up every time we have sex cuz she's cause... rocking a full wolf pack, huh? Mm, a full <laughs> wolf pack in a headlock just Oof. just fighting to be freed. 
<coughs> given me the, the face like she just smelled smelled a fart. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, deal breaker. Deal breaker. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. You best keep shaving them pits, baby. <laughs> she just gave me the thumbs up like she... Yeah, she's like, I don't need your fucking permission. Um, <laughs> I don't need your fucking permission. You don't know me. <laughs> so, in in all of Herb's newfound uh, spirituality, I suppose, uh, he began to alienate his longtime girlfriend. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of is a bit alienating when you uh, become largely invested in hallucinogenic drugs. Um he mm-hmm. he wouldn't mm-hmm. shut the fuck up about an impending Californian earthquake, and he wouldn't shut up as well about the fact that he was going to move to Canada to avoid it. Most people are like, "Hey, man, have you heard about this Vietnam thing?" Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to go to fucking war and shit. Like, maybe I'll go to Canada. And he's like, "Yeah, man, but have you heard about the earthquakes that are coming, man?" That's why I'm going to California, man. Here, would you like some acid, man? Oops, I ate it all already. My bad. Let's go to Canada <laughs> together. And the other guy's like, "No, nah, I'll be in Mexico. Uh, if you need me, kill yourself. Uh, that's how you. Yeah. That's, that's how you can find me." Um, <clears throat> so his um, his his insanity and his ramblings and all this shit gave his girlfriend the creeps. Which, um, you know, um, was good because she was already ready to leave um, because in 1968, he ended up saying, you know what, I'm probably gay. And then they broke up. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that was probably easier than, you yeah. know, yeah. breaking no. her heart or something. Yeah, don't go breaking my heart. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I won't go break no, at your heart. Just claim to be gay instead, and then she'll let you go easily without being mad at you or anything. No, what I'm mad about is that I just had to sing your part of the song, Chris. No, I'm not. I wasn't gonna. No, I, I saw where you were going, and I, and I decided not to follow you there. I won't go break at your heart. I am an adult, and I have my own mind, and I make my own choices. All right. And what I say is... What is it? On the surface, his rebellious activities were pretty typical of the times. Uh, His experimentation with drugs and, um, you know, uh, this... It it freaked his fucking military-bred father completely out. Um, You know... Well, now uh, I want some acid. when, When you have a dad who does nothing but but spews fucking war story, glory day, story time stories at you about World War II and how awesome it was to kill the Japs. Um, going to him and saying, uh, hey, you know what, Pops? I'm going to be a conscientious objector to the Vietnam War. Uh, it tends yeah, to sure rub, rub them the wrong way. Uh, he announced yeah. that he was going to go to India, man, to study yoga, man. But... Um, his strange little, you know, behaviorisms uh, turned to quite the uh, the freak outable freak pretty quickly. One night in 1969, uh, while visiting his sister, he mimicked his brother-in-law's every gesture and word. 
Um, <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. okay, and I, I see that this is called. I'd have punched him right in the jejunum. Echolalia or echoparexia, which is totally symptomatic of schizophrenia. Um, <clears throat> his sister, it, his sister would later I describe it. Just it. being a dick. Yeah, I mean, it's just being like a like a little copycat kid that just everybody wants to punch in the face. Uh, when my husband would eat, Herb would eat. Whatever my husband would do, Herb would do. And that went on for four hours. Then he just sat and stared at us. <laughs> wow. Yes, disconcerting. Yeah. Isn't that right, Vera Bell? Something's not all the mm. way right there. No, something's not all the way right there, Chris. Uh, any of it is, I believe, the sum of it part. Uh, <laughs> so after that, the next day, his family took him to a mental hospital where he would uh, voluntarily commit himself. But he soon was out on his own volition because that's what you can do when you commit yourself. Mm. Indeed. So uh, he later would ask his sister to have sex with him. And uh, when she declined, he asked if uh, maybe his well, brother-in-law was uh, maybe into maybe boning old Herb. Throwing, throwing a little bone Herb's way. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. So I mean, oh wow! I mean, gay sex with your husband—that I'm asking in front of you. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, no, I, I got that. Yeah, no. Did I you? Up on that part. Do you need me to maybe explain it a little better? Um, because I, I feel like maybe I, I used I used maybe a little bit too much uh, euphemism there, and like my symbolism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was maybe uh, a little not like super understandable. Um, Mm-mm. I'm, I'm saying that he wanted to roll in the hay and in the mud or have a penis inside him. Vera gets Woo! it. Mm-hmm. Vera gets it. I think. Well, Vera she, comes from some pretty interesting lines. She is just staring at me do this, too. That's disconcerting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the whole family... Uh, rightfully so, started to worry for his safety as well as their own safety. Um, Because it takes a a special kind to be like, hi, sister that I've known my whole life because that's what siblings are. Can we have sex? And when she's like, no, Herb, what's wrong with you? He's like, okay, well, how about you, her husband? Uh, Can we? And he's like, no, Herb. And then, but he's like, no, Herb. Because he's copying him the whole time. And, uh, man, I am buying a protection gun at that point. And, ugh, that's got to be so fucking weird, though. Like, well, I mean, schizophrenia in, in, in and of itself is the scariest thing in the world to me because it completely steals the person out of the person and makes them into this cr- just ball of, of crazy. And uh, that's fucking terrifying to me. To know that not only could that happen to literally anyone I know, but it could also happen to me without my... Agreed. I mean, without any kind of okay to whoever gives it to you. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that and Alzheimer's just... It it scares me a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, at least I don't have any that that runs in, in my family. Um... I also don't have any runners in my family, so diabetes is real high. Huh. <laughs> diabetes is a thing for you. 
But that's okay. I mean, that's, I got the that's sugars. Avoidable. I'm gonna lose the foot to the sugars. That's what the big old fat the black sugars. lady that I used to know used to call it. If you the guys sugars. hear, if you guys hear baby struggling in the background, nothing weird is happening. My daughter is just trying to take a poop. So deal with it. Oh. I have to. Oh, she's good though. She's happy. Yeah, duty time going mm. on. Man. Yeah, that it picked it up that yeah. time, baby. <laughs> For sure. It picked it up that time. Definitely. <laughs> um, Making duties. So, uh, because old Herbert, uh, he had been, I mean, actually really normal as a child. The Mullins thought that his super fucking freaky behavior was drug-induced. Because he had recently just started doing a lot of drugs. Um you know, it was Santa Cruz in the late 60s. They had marijuana farms and acid labs and, you know, probably like even like, a, you know, a place where you could like go to get paid and pay to get like kicked in the balls or something. You know, Ooh, I'm just saying it, it yeah, was a crazy sure time. It was a crazy time. Uh, hippies. Uh, you, can still get, you, you can still find that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's email us. At, no. Um, so. <laughs> Attention, you know, the, Jason. <laughs> This is when hippies really like, like bust into the scene, scene, or like lazily like rolled out of bed and didn't take a shower and slipped their fucking sandals on and shuffled into view. Um, Sluggishly oozed onto the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is uh, shit was just crazy in California in the late sixties. Uh, there were drugs. There were women. There were hippies. Even fifth graders were selling pills at school, according to the local paper, of course, which we've spoken about how little local papers know about what kids are doing in school. Um, mm-hmm. Because my local paper would be like, boy sits in back of class to draw titties on desk. News at 11. You sure it was just titties? I mean, I, I might have written some dirty words, too. But, Damn I mean, right it's the school's did. fault for having dictionaries. I didn't know what a, <laughs> a a fleasel florp was until I looked it up in Merriam-Webster. That's right, because there was no motherfucking internet for us to just have Mm-mm. as many titties as we wanted at our beck and call. Right. If we wanted to look at boobs, we had to find the the National Geographic that was about Native tribes. Or a pay-per-view channel that wasn't paid for and hoped that you saw a nipple in the squiggly lines. That's right. Squiggly scrambled porn channels. Chris is bringing me Mm -hmm. back. Love it. That's right. Love it. I remember. Man, Man, I'm so glad we don't have to pay for porn anymore. Um, Fuck. (laughs) It would be a much different world if that was still the case. If the internet provided everything but free porn. Oh man, yeah. What the That'd shit? How weird shit. would it be? Because when the internet started out being real big, everybody was like, "No, you got to pay to see the goodness." So, um, yeah. but then everybody was like, "No, we don't. We'll just put our own pictures on there." How about that? Yeah, big porn. Ooh, yeah. How about big that? Porn. Apple. <laughs> um, man, I know that you like big porn. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Big porn. That was a good one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, you know, it, it really wasn't a stretch what, uh, Herb's family thought of him. Cause, uh, you know, he was super on drugs. Uh, he had, he didn't uh, give him much reason not to. He had legalized acid 
tattooed across his belly, just like so many really sad white boys have thug life tattooed across their bellies. Oh, and, um, you know, he... So many. He didn't exactly, like, pound the narcotics. I mean, he took a bunch, but not so much that he was, like, outdoing everybody else. But when you mix that shit with a serious mental illness, um, the only thing that can really come of it is, uh, like, a scary, 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 scary version of your already terrifying psychoses. Ugh. Yeah. So gross. Yeah, no, it's not, uh, I mean, it's not, I mean, it. I mean, it's, it's fun, but not like super fun or nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. So oh, this is going to be <clears throat> ugly. Um, he, he says later, uh, if I were allowed to go into the Coast Guard or the Marine Corps, uh, I wouldn't have taken all those people's lives. Now I said that line, but I don't think that's a big, uh, illegally. I, I don't think that's like a big, uh, you know, shock to anybody that we're talking about someone that has, uh, has stolen the soul of another <laughs> or two. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> schizophrenia is a fucked up mental illness. It can destroy anybody. And uh, the scariest part is that it usually flares up in the late teens and early 20s when that person is their scariest anyway. You know what I mean? True. And, uh, and you know, they, they start hearing voices and and start getting paranoid, but you don't notice that all this shit's going down until it's fucking too late. Um, so after he he left the hospital in 69, he took a dishwashing job in South Lake Tahoe, because that sounds like it's like a laid-back type thing, you know? Like, kitchens are never, like, a stressful place, ever. I mean, <laughs> I, I've worked in many a kitchen, and if I just called work nap time, Everyone out there would totally understand, um, but he did. He did. He soon quit because uh, maybe he couldn't take the slow pace life of a dishwasher. You know what I mean? Um, right. And he he, he moved back <laughs> to Santa Cruz, um, where a uh, a ranger uh, ended up finding him sitting cross-legged in a trance-like state, as if meditating. When the ranger asked him to leave, uh, Mullen continued to stare straight ahead but slowly reached for a hunting knife by his side. The uh, the ranger luckily caught him before he could grab his knife and took him to jail, but of course he was soon released, because technically uh, maybe he was reaching for his uh, thing that wasn't a knife sitting next to him, which mm-hmm. I don't think that's exactly illegal, Your Honor. I don't believe it is, but that's right. if they want to say... And that's what I like my judge to say is I don't believe it is either. Um, so he he, he uh, drifted down to some other fucking California place and uh, he told his roommate that he had been receiving messages which were telling him to do things. After meditating, he would uh, ritualistically burn the end of his penis with a lit cigarette and later he made an aggressive what? pass. At his male friend, who uh, whose uncle was a psychiatric doctor, which <clears throat> if you're going to be like a super aggressive, hey, I want you to do some gay stuff with me. And yes, I did just burn the end of my penis with a cigarette. Uh, you want to do it to somebody whose uncle can like help you out, maybe, you know, 
<clears throat> so uh, I guess yeah. if there's an optimal way to do these things, then yeah, maybe. I mean, if there's maybe a best, right. if there's a best, uh, you know, uh, line from A to B. Uh, so Mullen was promptly then committed to a psychiatric hospital, uh, where as a result of mental disorder, uh, he would, he's, you know, they say he's a danger to himself and others. Um, so, uh, he is gravely disabled. (laughs) Oh man. So in 1970, he met an older woman and he flew to Hawaii with her. But within days, he was back in the psychiatric ward. Um, he, pre- he preached yoga, nonviolence, and he left the ward uh, to look for a job while wearing his hospital gown, which has got to be, like, the first good thing that he's wow. done. Like, this is like, okay, maybe he's not so sick, you know, because cause you, you walk into a place that has, like, a help wanted sign on the window, and you're wearing, like, a hospital gown and stuff, like, with no pants on so, like, everybody can see your, your super white butt. Like they're like that guy has got balls. You know how I know because I can see him. <laughs> I can see him. You're hired, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Oh god, damn it! When his parents uh, ended up paying for a flight home, he scared them so much with his uh, with his psychotic rants. They pulled off the road to call the police. Um. He was eventually uh, released and sent to Santa Cruz where uh, his sanity continued to just not be a thing that he ever had to worry about again. Um, His behavior shockingly grew more erratic. He he blazed through fads as if trying to secure an identity and peace of mind. So he's like, oh, Jinkos, totally, I'm down. Oh, wait, no, 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 skinny jeans? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh, capris? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Fucking give him. You know, culottes, sans culottes, doesn't matter. Let me wear whatever the fuck is on TV. Because I have a feeling, a feeling deep inside, that that's what I need to be the best I can be. And then maybe my sister's husband will look at me with eyes that I yearn for. I say F every little bit of that. Of course you would. You bastard. Mm, I'm just talking about love. I'm just talking about love. Hmm. He shaved his head. He then went on a macrobiotic diet and rapidly lost weight. Later, he wore a big black sombrero and faked a Mexican accent. And then he became a boxer. Wow. That's, that's right. a little different than just following fads. I mean, <laughs> that's right. I didn't Jesus. just have a stroke. That's all a bunch of shit he did. Mm. Wow. Yep. I mean, is that as offensive as blackface? I don't know. Uh, this this but gets not a pretty, big mustache. This, this gets pretty uh pretty close there. Uh, although he preached uh anti-violence, he smashed a hatchet against a fireplace with an a- when an Asian woman ignored his suggestion that they have a biracial child together. Wow. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Damn, this guy is bold. Mm. Mm. I give him that. He's, he's trying to get some. <laughs> While in court uh, for his bizarre behavior, uh, he demanded that the judge legalize LSD and marijuana, and yet uh, later... 
he said that he despised hippies and flower children. Uh, after being a conscientious objector, he tried to join the Marines. Um, he wasn't just was bisexual. Was he a Mexican boxer at the time that he said he hated hippies? Well, if he was a Mexican boxer, he easily could have just joined the Mexican Marines. So I don't think he was. I think this was more of his yeah. uh, macrobiotic diet days. Um, oh. Maybe. I don't know. Fuck, man. This guy's crazy. Mm. Is, is confusing sometimes. Um <laughs> He should have been a yoga instructor. Oh, God damn it. So, <clears throat> I continue. Um, after being a conscientious... Conscien- God damn it, I can't say it now. He tried to join the Marines. <laughs> uh, he wasn't just bisexual, as he insisted in court, or biracial, hey, as he pretended ask, to be. Tell. He was by everything. By political, by spiritual, by cultural. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? It's, he's, just, he's just two of each of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he's by he's by everything. Why not be try everything? Why not just try everything? Um, because that's what it seems like he's doing. He's just fucking. He's he's throwing his shit at the wall to see what sticks, you know. And it's it's unfortunately super it's all indecisive. just it's all just shit. Um, man, uh, he knew that yeah, there it like. This is is strange because he actually was aware that something was wrong with him, which the the usual schizophrenic kind of doesn't. Um, he upset he obsessed over his life trying to figure out what went wrong and who sabotaged his mind. He blamed his dad for being too sexually uptight and later accused him of being a mass murderer who commanded him to kill by telepathy. Um, Wow, that that wasn't a sign that something was wrong with you. Ooh. Oh, it gets it gets funner. Um, oh man, he blamed the drugs that he took for messing up his brain and targeted drug dealers. Um, he blamed oh. the hippies for brainwashing him into being a conscientious conscientious objector. He tried drug hey, treatment. Let, let me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just throw mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, yes, please for all the listeners. Mm-hmm. The drug dealer didn't make you do the drugs. No, he just he just okay. was the yeah. You don't go to fucking Circle K and be like, I'm burning this place down because I got fat because I eat fucking chocolate. Right. <clears throat> no, you take right. that shit up with the Swiss. That's right, or the Germans, or hey man, no, what have the Germans the ever Germans. done to anybody? God, they made chocolate. They, made they chocolate. did make chocolate. They're made. sons of bitches, fucking fascists. Continue. Sorry. Tell me what the fuck to do. Um, he, uh, uh, okay. He tried some drug treatment centers. Uh, he tried outpatient clinics for the mentally ill, but he couldn't fucking stick with anything. He was just a fly by night. I like everything and nothing at the same time. He later even tried yeah. Bible study meetings, uh, which made everyone's super uneasy when he declared Satan gets into people and makes them do things they don't want to. That, wait, what? That, that disturbed Bible studies? I mean, I don't know how or why. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, I think that's their main message is that, uh, it's like their thing, right? That's what, that is their thing. So, so he should have been king (laughs) of the Bible studies and not shunned like he was. Maybe. Well, that would have saved all those people. Perhaps his level of enthusiasm 
couples with the crazy eye. And Maybe he said it backwards while he was standing on his head and he was wearing pants <laughs> as, as a shirt and the shirt is pants. <laughs> Isn't that what Chris Cross did? Isn't this the new fad? Christopher Cross? No, he was a country singer. Um, he still jump jump though. The Mac Daddy make you. So in May mm-hmm. of 1971, when he was 23 years old, he moved out to San Francisco, away from the watchful eye of his family. Uh, Donald Lund, who is a psychiatrist who would examine him later, uh, wrote the Die Song. Wait, ba 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 ba. Back up. Donald Lund, a psychiatrist who examined Mullen, and later wrote the Die Song, which I guess is is a book that he wrote called The Die Song, and not a song titled The Die Song. Although, it looks like I got some songwriting to do when we're done here. Um, Believes that this was a critical period in his psychoses. He lived in decrepit apartments along alcoholics and drug addicts, uh, sinking just further and further into his fucked up belief systems. He walked into the YMCA with a Bible and soon became a fierce boxer. And his first Golden Glove tournament, he wouldn't stop assailing his opponent. Trainers had to pull him away. He punched a speed bag until his knuckles were covered in blood. If left unattended, he stood still and loudly chattered with himself. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, no, go. What? Uh, could you blame at least a little something on a trainer who who... Who's like, man, you're fucking nutballs, but can you throw a jab? Yes. Yes, you can. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think you blame that guy a lot. I don't think there's just a little blame for that. I think that's a pretty big fucking blame you throw out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is bananas cream pie over here. (laughs) But I am digging it. Insanity. After losing his first match in the ring, he left the ring, uh, he left the boxing ring with the plans to become a priest. Because that's what you do when you lose a fight. Um, he he wow. would also he would dabble in art um, as well. Uh, after punching the floors of his apartment and getting into screaming matches with God, the apartment manager evicted him. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. Why would why would why would somebody evict you for that? You know? Screaming matches with God. Wow. Yeah. And first of all, dude had the balls to scream at God. You know, huh. I mean, you, you have no to. Friend of mine. You have you have to find uh, find the good where you can in this story, um, <clears throat> and then in September of 1972, he moved in with his parents, determined to make something of himself. But he stopped taking his medication and festered in his anger at his daddy while living under his daddy's roof. And to top it all off, a major earthquake was predicted to devastate California in the next few months. Although the eccentric self-taught scientist who grimly announced that the fucking earthquake wasn't really taken seriously by most, there was one person who took it as a call to action where most people saw a fucking whack job telling them that an earthquake is imminent. Fucking Herbert Mullen saw a prophet who knew what the fuck he was talking about. Mm-hmm. There's always one in the crowd. Oh man! So that wonderful <clears throat> foreboding darkness that you feel over you right now is the signal that signifies the end 
of Herbert Mullen, the episode number one. And soon, I can't say next week because these things are weird sometimes, but very, very soon, hopefully next week, you'll hear a part number, what's that? A two? What? Part two. Man. It's like time flies when you're talking about Mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Seriously, it did. It, it actually did fly pretty well this time, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah there yeah, was yeah. a lot of crazy to talk about. I mean, this I, was... What, what's fun is it almost seems like I'm maybe, like, giving you stuff out of order or, like, just, like, giving you sentence fragments and, like, jump into the... No. 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 The dude bought a big black sombrero and spoke with a Mexican accent. <laughs> That is amazing, and I fucking wish there was video, like, evidence of that lunacy. That Man. is that is awesome. And you live in California? Fucking greatness. I, 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 hear, I hear he ended up being quite quite the singer as well. So um, I imagine we'll, he was very popular among taco stands. We will hear about all of this and... Possibly, maybe even a little more on the next crazy ass. See no, hear no, speak no. Oh, jam packed with the UFOs, conspiracies, and the moiters. Mm-hmm. Well, at least mm-hmm. one of those three things. Like a good little schizophrenic. Mm hmm. Jam packed yeah. with it. Man. Yeah. And as a closing, I would like to to say, hey, guys, don't ask your sister to have sex with you. That's just wrong. It's just not okay. <laughs> and then It's it more just, okay for you oh. to ask your brother-in-law than it is for your yeah. actual sister. Yes. Yeah, you know, ask him first. Don't wait, don't wait until your sister turns first. you down. Oh, yeah. But man. don't ask him if it's okay to ask your sister, though. That's not... No. That's how you get <laughs> one of those, not... those patented brother-in-law fucking knuckle sandwiches. Mm. Yeah. 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 They're not very good as far Without as sandwiches the go. They just taste like a punch <laughs> in the mouth. Um, <laughs> they're not my favorite. They kind of mm, no. they remind me of blood. I was about to say it tastes a lot like blood, and 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 sometimes they're crunchy like teeth are in them. It's a you know it's it's a it's a not a pleasant experience. It's a bad scene, man. It's like totally like countdown time. Three, two. And a crazy ass one. Good night, Chitlins. Goodbye. I'm out.